Hey guys, welcome to Big Church Online. We are so excited that you've joined us today. If you're looking for any sermons or words of encouragement, you've come to the right place. While you're here, please subscribe, like, comment, share. That way you can stay up to date and help others find it as well. Now, let's get this week's sermon in progress. I love, th- anybody lo- love Thanksgiving? Come on, you know, I love Thanksgiving. You know why? Because I can drop the F-bomb on Thanksgiving. Oh, y'all are a rough crowd today. I'm talking about family, food, football, food, and no funds have to be given out. You don't have to buy a present for Thanksgiving. So those are all the good F words that I like around the Thanksgiving holidays. But you, what you got to do is remember, too, you gotta, this is the time of year. You not only set your clocks back, but you set your scale back 10 pounds. Come on. That's so you won't be, so you won't be uh, uh, hurt by that. And this is, that's really not a great day to wear skinny jeans. You know, these kind of have formed to me a little bit. I don't think I've grown any, but they've gotten a little tighter on me. But that's not a great day. I'm thankful that on Thanksgiving that you can wear sweatpants or some kind of elastic around your waist. Come on, adjustable. It's a day of no guilt. I didn't say it was a day of no heartburn. Now, the day after Thanksgiving, that's another story. It's called Black Friday for, for some reason, right? How many like to go shopping in here? Oh, I'm going to pray for y'all right now. I like to go in and get what I'm going to get, and then I want to walk on out of there. But Black Friday is, here's a fact about it. Only in America will people trample each other for sales exactly one day for being thankful for what they already have. Come on, y'all know what I'm Y'all ever stood in line at Black Friday? I have never in my life stood in line on Black Friday. Y'all done it? Oh, Lord Jesus. I just, I don't have the patience for that. But the title of my message today is Being Thankful. Thanksgiving Day is a distinctive holiday. It's not a birthday, and we're not honoring a person or persons. It's, it's, it's really not another day to get off work, right? Come on, Labor Day is a great day. You ought to make everybody work on Labor Day. But it's simply a day to give thanks. And how did Thanksgiving get started? In 1789, George Washington said, It is the duty of all nations, listen to this, to acknowledge the province of of Almighty God, to obey his will, to be grateful for his benefits, and humbly to pray his protection and his favor. My, has our culture changed. A few decades ago, we've seen a shift to a little bit more of a me-centered kind of culture that we live in. Why? Because, listen, a culture of honor is kind of getting to the place where it's not taught anymore. Listen, when I was raised, and listen, my mom and daddy did the best they could, and they raised their five kids the best that they could. They made a lot of mistakes, and, but I can tell you one thing. They taught me. They taught me what? They taught me how to say please. They taught me how to say thank you. They taught me how to speak when spoken to. Oh, we got a generation that wants to talk above the adults. Help me, Lord. Speak when spoken to. Our two-year-old grandson says, thank you. He says, you're welcome. It's because he's being taught to say those things at a young age. We live in a very kind of ungrateful world right now. Kids, the young people, I wish all the young kids were in here right now. They need to thank their parents for everything that they do. 
A cell phone is not a necessity. Food does not magically appear in the refrigerator. Come on, y'all. You know what I'm talking about. Insurance, what's that? You mean you have to pay for that? Yeah, electricity and water, there is a bill that comes due. I remember when Kagan was living with us, and he paid us a little bit of rent, and he moved out on his own. He said, oh my gosh, I didn't realize how many bills there were. I know, that's why y'all took 30-minute showers, and I would be like, y'all got five minutes to get in there and get out. But uh, if the kids were in here, I'd have the offering buckets in the back so you parents could walk by and, and, and give a special offering for me to tell that to the kids. But really, common courtesy is kind of gone these days. And, you know, I was taught to open the door for a lady and close the door, for, and really open the door for anyone who was in front of you. Um, you know, cutting off people in traffic when you've got a fish on the back of your thing and honk if you love Jesus. And you don't wave, you use the other gesture. But kind of common courtesy has kind of gone away. Working with public, saying please and thank you and yes, sir, and no, ma'am. Why do you think Chick-fil-A is so, why do you think they're so successful? Because they've built into their business model a culture of appreciation and honor. There's a lost art to thank you right now. But above all, here's what we do. We fail to thank God for all of his blessings. Listen to what Romans 1.21 says. Because although they knew God, they did not glorify him as God, nor were they thankful but became futile in their thoughts and their foolish hearts were darkened. Can I just tell you one thing right now? Ingratitude is a sin. It's about the same kind of sin as lying and, and, and stealing and immorality and, and any other sin that's condemned in the Bible. Being ungrateful is, you know, look what Philippians 2.14 says. Do all things, oh Jesus, help us, without complaining and disputing. I'm going to read it a different way. Do all things without complaining, grumbling, arguing, disputing. So do you really mean all things? Well, that's what it says in the Bible, but how do you really get to a place of that? You have to get a spirit of thankfulness inside of you, and it changes your perspective in the way that you look at things. We can't allow a spirit of ingratitude to harden our hearts and make us cold towards God and others. Why should we be thankful? Because we're blessed and you don't even realize it. Come on, number one. Thank God for the material blessings that he gives you. I'm gonna read you some stats, easier to say. Around 1.85 billion people, or 36% of the world's population, live in extreme poverty. Listen to this now. 61 of the world's of the world live in poverty, less than $1.25 a day. Only 2% of the world's poor live in the United States. And their poor is much different than our poor. Listen to this. 38% of the persons who the Census Bureau identifies as poor own their own homes. 62% of poor households own a car. 14% have multiple cars. Nearly half of all the poor households have air conditioning and 43% of them have a microwave oven. And nationwide, some 22,000 poor people have swimming pools and jacuzzis and hot tubs. That's crazy. We live in a world, we are truly blessed. 
We have food, we have electricity, we have water right at our tips of our fingernails. But I've met people who never had enough. Have you ever met anybody like that? Never enough mentality. They wanted to accumulate, and I go out and clear out these houses, and, and I see the, the accumulation. It's made me a minimalist, really it has, because I'm throwing away people's whole life. Because listen, what you accumulate on earth, you can't take with you. Filled up two dumpsters out of one house just this week. You can't take it with you when you go. But we're always constantly preoccupied with what we don't have instead of what we have. I've also met people with very little on this earth in material things. But listen, you could never tell by looking at them. They have happiness. They're joyful. They're always upbeat because they don't have the cares of the world. Listen, I'm not against having stuff. I like stuff. I like to go on vacation eight times a year if I could. There's nothing wrong with that. But when your stuff begins to get hold of you and grab hold of you, that's when it's the problem. Philippians 4.12 says this. I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. We need to learn, thank, need to, learn to thank God for the things we have. And the list may be way longer than you think. Listen, my name is Rich. Told my family this weekend, last weekend, I'm not Richie anymore. Hate that name. If your name's Richie, I don't hate you. I just hate hate being called Richie. I'm Uncle Richie. And I said, no, no, no. I've graduated to Rich in the last few years. But my name is Rich, but I am not Rich. I always thought that moving up the corporate ladder to kind of step over and get more money and more money, the more money that I made, the less happy that I was. I make probably half of what I used to make, but I'm more happy right now. I've not always been thankful for the blessings in my life. I've not always been grateful. But listen, now, instead of rich in material things, I'm rich towards God. And a spirit of thankfulness is what is the key to that difference. Listen, God wants to use material things and monetary blessings to be a blessing, but not to accumulate. We live in an upside-down kingdom. and When the Bible says it's give, and it shall be given unto you. Wait a minute, you mean if I give it, then it's going to be given back? I don't understand that one. If you sow, you're going to reap. And he says in the Bible, the last will be first. So I'm telling you this morning, we serve an upside-down God that if you will give with of your monetary, of your time and the things, he will give it back to you in multiplication. Number two, thank God for the people in your life. Thanksgiving is emotional time. People travel thousands of miles to be with people they only see once a year, and they discover that's a little too often. <laughs> Come on, y'all got crazy cousin Eddie at your house? He comes over and eats all the food. You know what I'm talking about. I'm probably that guy. But the holidays are coming, and you're going to be around people that you can only stand to see a couple years, a couple days out of the year. Y'all know what I'm talking about. You're probably sitting next to him. No, I'm kidding. And listen, family in these times can be crazy. And you know something? You might have been let down by your own family members. We all have. But let's thank the God for the people who are in your life. God has a way of bringing people into your life at just the right time. There are people that are called gap fillers right now, you know? You got step parents that are, that are gap fillers for the parents that, did, that, that didn't do quite good of a job. 
You got aunts and uncles right now. You got friends and mentors. They need to know how much you care about them and how much you've impacted their lives. Life is short. Can I just tell you? Life's short. You need to make a phone call that you don't. You may not get a chance to make that phone call. You need to make that phone call. You need to make that gesture. You need to, to do those things and let them know how much you care about them. Number three, thank God in the middle. Oh, here's a hard one. Thank God in the middle of trials and hard times. Are we thankful no matter what? Perhaps you've just lost your job lately or your health has been declining. There's something going on and maybe a loved one has passed away. And these circumstances are very difficult. But so we have so much to be thankful for. Listen to me. The next, here's a story of a man who had every right to be bitter, but he wasn't. The next footsteps he heard coming down the hallway might be the guards taking him away to his execution. His bed was in a dark, cold, stone floor. He was cramped in prisons. He was in chains. He was in constant irritation from the, for the circumstances around him. He was separated from his friends. He was unjustly accused. He was put in prison time and time again. He was stoned and left for dead. He was shipwrecked three times. He spent the day and the night in the sea. Oh, Lord Jesus, Jaws, I could not do that. Jaws would get me. He was often hungry and thirsty and cold and naked, and he was almost forgotten about. If anyone had a chance to be complain, have complaints, and, and it was this man. But instead of complaints, the Apostle Paul writes in captivity in Ephesians 5, 20, give thanks always for all things to God the Father in the name of Lord Jesus Christ. Wow, think about it. Give thanks in all things. So I think sometimes our mentality needs to change. Yeah, we, we know we're going to have hard times. We know we're going to have struggles. We know we're going to go through things in life. But what if the first thing that came out of your mouth is, thank you, God, I don't understand it. Thank you, God, that this baby is in, in, in church this morning. Thank you, Jesus. Forgot his name. Name. Silas. I knew it was Paul and Silas. Look at there. Praise God. Sometimes when we start getting that mentality of negativity that we live in, the world that we live in right now, sometimes we just need to go, God, I thank you. I don't understand why this person just went around me 95 miles an hour to turn. Thank you, Jesus, that you're helping me keep my cool. That bugs me to death. You ever pass you doing 100 and then they take the next turn in? Oh my gosh, I have to, I have to remember I'm a, I'm a, I love Jesus. Here we go. But what he had done, he had learned the meaning of true thanksgiving in the midst of adversity. Philippians 4, 6, it says this, the same person. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. Here's what you do. You let God, next verse, and the peace of God, because when you learn how to have, be thankful in all things, the peace of God comes over you. Because you know that sometimes it ain't in your... Oh, we got a bunch of control freaks living up in here right now, don't we? You want to figure it all out? I'm, I'm bad about that too. I want to figure what next week's going to be like. But sometimes when we know that God is in control, we can have the peace of God which surpasses all understanding and it's going to guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Paul 
Come on, that is good. That's the Bible right there, y'all. What he had done, he had found the key to thankfulness. Why? He realized what a gift he'd been given. So many times we need to realize the gift that we've been giving in Jesus Christ. Thanksgiving for the Apostle Paul, it was not a day. It was a way. It was a daily reminder that challenged him to get up each and every day and say, God, I don't know what's going to happen today, but God, I thank you through it. God, I praise you. What if we started our days that way instead of ending our days? Come on, it would change. Thank you matters. Beyond manners, saying thank you is an acknowledgement that you've been given a gift. Number four, thank God for the gift of salvation. Oh. Whoo. Thank God each day because God looked down on us. It was dark. It was hopeless situation. We were separated by sin and we were lost and without direction. And he looked down on us and he sent his best gift, the gift of salvation. He sent his only son to die in our place. Jesus paid the price for all of the whosoever's that are in the house. Listen, all y'all in here are the whosoever's. You are the ones that he came for. You are the ones that, that he died for. If you paid the price, you need to accept the gift because it doesn't cost you anything. It's going to cost you giving up some things in your life. I, don't, I, don't, I always people say it don't cost you. Yeah, yeah, it does. In the Bible, he told the disciples, it's going to cost you everything. It's going to cost your life. You're going to have to give up your life for it to follow me. It's going to cost you giving up a few things in your life. But when you come to Jesus, it's not the end of your life. So many people think, I used to think when I was younger, man, I can't, I can't go to Jesus, then I'll have to stop this, and I'll have to quit doing that. And, but listen, it's the beginning of a new life in him. But sometimes when you get in that new life, it's hard to see the whole new life. Come on, can somebody witness to that one? Sometimes, we, sometimes you say, Pastor, I'm still struggling. Even though, I gave, even though I gave Jesus my heart, I'm struggling now. In ourselves, we don't have the strength that we need to live in the day that we need to live. That's why we have the Holy Spirit leading and guiding and directing us and walking with us each day. Look here. But when we turn to him, the Bible says, it is God who works in us to will and to act according to his good purpose. So thank you, Holy Spirit, when you tap me on the shoulder and tell me not to say that. Thank you, Holy Spirit, when, you, when I'm about to do something I ain't supposed to do, you kick me in the butt a few times. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that he's with me and leads me and guides me every single day. Whew, I'm still feeling alone sometimes, though, Pastor. But listen, Jesus promised his disciples and us, he said, Surely I am with you always, even to the end of the age. He is with us every day. Well, pastor, I don't really feel blessed. It seems like everyone around me is blessed and I ain't feeling it right now. Listen, sometimes feeling blessed, what is blessed? It's all in your perspective and how you see yourself. Come on, you're blessed if you're sitting here right now. You're not in a hospital room right now. You're not down, you're not busted and disgusted right now. You are blessed beyond measure more than you know. It doesn't matter how much you have on this earth or how little you have on this earth. You can be poor in possessions and be rich in God. And you can have everything and not have anything. Can I just say this as we stand? Thank you, Mike. I can always depend on Mike for a good talk back. 
I want us to begin this Christmas season and celebrate. Christmas, Thanksgiving and Christmas are a time to be grateful. It's a time to acknowledge God and to be thankful for his gift, the gift of salvation through Jesus Christ. And let me ask you, maybe you've never accepted that gift. God so freely wants to give it to each and every one of us. And, and maybe you've not ever accepted that gift. Can I tell you, he died, he bled, he suffered, all so that you could have this free gift of salvation. I think sometimes we just need to say, Jesus, I'm thankful that you died for me on that cross. Jesus, I'm thankful that you took those stripes so I could be healed. Jesus, I'm thankful that your blood that you shed on Calvary's cross covers my sins and I don't have to live that way anymore. We're gonna have an altar call here in just a couple minutes and we're gonna ask you to come and pray. If you haven't, the prayer team will be up on the left and right. And, and if you're watching in YouTube today, Listen, if you've never made that decision to follow Christ, it's the greatest one you'll ever make. My dad said the second greatest day was last week, the first greatest day he ever did. He gave the date. I can't even remember the date. It's awful. But he said that was the day my new life began. So Jesus, I ask you to forgive me of my sins. I ask you, Lord, I want to be thankful for the sacrifice that you made for me on that cross. Forgive me of my sins. I want you to come into my heart and make me new. And I know the process is not gonna be easy, but God, I give you and I open up my heart and my mind and my love to you this morning, Jesus. God, could you make me a new creation? It may take some, mo listen, it may take some molding and some breaking and some repositioning to get made into a new creation. But God's, that's God's heart to do that. Thank you, Lord, for walking with me each and every day. And I hope that you prayed that prayer in your own words. And I said, it's a simple thing to say the prayer, then you have to walk it out. If you have prayed that prayer, we'd love you to fill out the card and take it to the Welcome Center because we want to walk with you through this process. It's the last scripture, Psalm 92.1. It is good. It is good to give thanks to the Lord and to sing praises to the Most High. We're about to sing a song. It's not just a song to end the service. Or to get a response, it's a song. Yes, it's a, it's a, it's a, to get a response. I think it is good for us to sing songs and praises to the Lord because you know why? God has been so very good to you. We have a lot to be thankful. So as they get ready to sing this song, I want us to be generous with our praise. I want us to be generous with our thanksgiving to him. If you feel like it, lift your hands. If you want to come forward, we're going to worship through this holiday season. We're going to give Jesus what he paid for. 
Thank you for joining us today. If you're looking for more information or resources, you can visit mybigchurch.com or follow us on social media at mybigchurch. We love you guys. See you soon. Thank you.